0: You know the scary thing about them? They don't need
1: power. Lights. Heat. Nothing. Hey, pal. That's the advantage. That's what makes them stronger. Malcolm, I'm thinking one of us should stand guard tonight. Wait, what? They took our guns. If one of us dead, we'd be dead already. Maybe they're just taking their time. They already killed off half the planet already. Come on. What?
2: You can't honestly blame the apes.
1: Who the hell else am I going to blame? It was a simian flu. It was a
2: virus created by scientists in a lab. The chimps they were testing on didn't really have a say in the Spare matter.
1: Spear me the hippy-dippy people You're telling me you will get sick to your stomach at the Saturday? Huh? Do you expect me
2: to
0: talk?
2: Welcome to episode 202 of Do You Expect Us to Talk? I'm your host Becca and as always joined by my fellow co-hosts Chris and Dave and also joining us especially for this series, Charlie, how are you all doing? Uh,
0: good evening folks, all I do want to say is um, we're co-hosts, not ho-hosts
2: <laughs> well, you're, you're all my lovely hosts You said ho-hosts co not?
3: <laughs> yeah,
2: good evening folks
3: oh, I don't well want <laughs> Yes. Yeah, sorry for the, uh, for the delays, uh, we're, we're back in the swing of it now yeah. no more monkey business
0: no no more monkey but I don't know no. we, might, <laughs> we might have some monkey news <laughs> no more monkeying around yeah um, we've just been unavailable over the Christmas period between us different people different times different reasons so we were a bit late with the um, Christmas commentary and we're a bit late getting back to this but we've no plans for any weeks off anytime soon But so we'll, we'll, obviously we'll do the Easter one
2: maybe about summertime
0: the Easter one. Well, the people are still waiting for Chris and our summer review from last year. Yes. I <laughs> well, can that, tell. We didn't well, well,
3: we're, still, we're still waiting for some movies, really. But... How, how yeah. many times did you mow your lawn, Dave? <laughs> yeah. mm. Okay. Have to go out
2: and do maybe a summer streaming review? Yeah, I think I think yeah.
3: we yeah we could do. that. I mean, we could do. Uh, I suppose we could just do a bit of bit of an a update. I mean, there is Wonder Woman and Tenant, I guess, as like two big ones. Yeah, uh, no, the future it. of potential cinema. If if there is a future for cinema, you know, wonder if it,
2: cinemas to return to just, afterwards, the chains were struggling anyway. I mean, they really yeah. ever? Yeah. Yeah. time to die.
3: I mean, yeah, I mean, cinemas are fucked. I mean, if they come back, it's it, it's not going to be long at all before, um, because because all, all studios are making moves to sort of, like heading towards streaming now, um, so they're just gonna screw uh, screw I, over I do the main wonder chains. If,
0: um, I don't know if. Do
3: you think cinemas
0: might be these sort of um plusher things with fewer screens where you treat yourself a few times a year?
3: Yeah, it's going to be you're going to have I think the end of the big multiplexes is, is 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 coming. Um
0: do you think I, we might head back to one and two screen cinemas? With yeah, I, th- I think I think what we'll see is more yeah, independent.
3: Become more yeah, we'll see more independent cinemas that show more independent films. Um possibly um I don't know. Uh yeah you know, and then, then you might have like, you know, just, they can just play whatever they want really, so you know, can know play all classics Academy and things like end. that. I but...
0: mean I went I went one day in March last year and saw three films, the last of which was Lee Wan was the original uh the original <laughs> The Invisible Pardon? Man. Sorry, the original, the original man. One. Happy birthday, Lee Wonhoff, whose birthday is on the day we're recording this, because uh, I'm sure you're a big listener.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, yeah. um, with, that that was Samuel and
3: Jackson and the Queen. And, and the
0: Queen and Michael <laughs> and the Force <laughs> Ghost of Ron Corbett and Riddick Bo. Um, yeah. um, I went to see Tenet in August, I think, when everything was reopened. I was just sat in there on my own and then the numbers got worse and I just thought, I can't justify this and stopped going and then I did, we were in one of the lower tiers, not tier one, they got rid of tier one, but I was able to go and see Wonder Woman 1984 um, was it just before Christmas, oh no it was between Christmas and New Year I think one of the two, no it was before Christmas I saw it on about the 16th of December and that's all I've seen that's all I've seen since pandemic and to be fair I can't complain because a lot that was a rubbish of, film as well uh, Wonder Woman 1984 was pretty poor um the biggest shock about it is what a step down it is from the first one. Whatever you think of the first one, even if you thought the first one was average, it's I think it's fairly objectively worse. Um So yeah, well, I went I went to see that. Chris and I had a chat about it. It's not a very good film, is it, Chris? Uh
3: I think I think more favour well, more favourable. Um but I don't think it's like um I don't think it's great, but then I don't think it's all that bad. I think I'm just, I think it's just a bit confused, uh, if anything. But then again, it, I, I am going after, like, one viewing of it. Oh, me too, um, too. So, like, I probably have to, like, sit down, you know. I'm not one for, like, jumping on and doubling down on hot takes No, at, one viewing, do you know what I mean? Like...
0: Is, like, I, I put it in my top ten of the year, but that was just because I hadn't seen very much. That, that literally was it. I, I think I said to you last time, if I saw... A number, a num, a normal number of films to the same tip standard as a typical year. Mm. I don't think it would have been in the top forty. I think um, I
3: think the only good yeah. good things about it though is um, I think the cast are pretty, do a pretty good job. I think one of the things that always struck me out is just how well cast she is as Wonder yes. Woman. Uh, yeah, that, and, and, that 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 yeah. kept me like thinking that yeah, no, she's she's really I good in enough. it. I but think because um,
0: of the good because of the goodwill, The Mandalorian has got. A lot of people have said, oh, uh, Pedro Pascal's yeah. the only good thing in it, and I honestly think Pedro Pascal was the worst thing in it. I See, I don't think terrible. he's
3: terrible, but... I, I thought
0: I... he was so cartoonish.
3: Well, it's his character, though. That was hair it... makeup, which wasn't his fault. His, his character is so, so, like, all over the place. Because a one minute yeah. thing, think, hang on, are you, like... E- are you evil and maniacal, or are you just, like... Um, are you someone who's possessed by by the stone or are you kind of just lost your way or you, you do you know what i mean like how am i spo- how am i supposed to feel about him changes from scene to scene and i just yeah. kind of i can't get a handle about what exactly he's meant to be do you know what i mean it, it so, is, uh, is, it, is yeah, yeah is he someone who's we should be more sympathetic to but it's just lost his way and just doesn't understand things or i don't know it's it seems to have like what seems to be all, all kinds of things. It doesn't quite gel. I was gel. Very
0: disappointed by it. I didn't come out hateful. I just came out thinking. Because yeah. I've heard people say, oh, worst DC film of the lot. And it's like, it's nowhere near. It isn't. Yeah. But it was a surprise after the first one. I was like, this is quite poor. And some of this is quite badly thought through. Mm. And the only reason they seem to have stuck it in 1984 is for two reasons. Firstly, to have him try on clothes like um, Homer Simpson suggested to Mel Gibson. Um, and also because Superman and that can't get involved because they're not there yet. They didn't lean into its time frame at all. But, um... well, but yeah, thing at this what, what... rate, it's going to be Bad Boys for Life for Best Picture.
3: <laughs> one of the one of the thoughts I did have about it is it could be a potential avenue for for DC. You know, they're like splitting up out of the uh, extended universe. Yeah. they having like kind of their own multiple, the, multiple... Kind of like their way of doing it. So be like, oh, we, we can have like... We can have like uh, the keeping leave with the uh what, what's he called Zack Snyder Justice League and but we still have our different Batman kind of thing or do you know what I mean different kind of parts they can kind of it might be like a way to sort of with how the plot is I won't say anything more but it could be a way of their way of doing like that kind of thing but I don't know definitely
0: definitely yeah, Okay. Yeah, because uh, it's not in our history, now you know, what happened in the events of 1984, but there you go. It wasn't that <laughs> yeah. good, but there you yeah. go. Until it disappointed me as well, it was like a poor man's inception. But there you go. It is what it is. Charlie, how are you? I'm okay. No thoughts on Wonder Woman 1984?
1: No I, 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 I haven't seen it. No, I saw one clip and it looked awful. So it really isn't I'm not going to pay 15 quid for that.
0: I recommend you do not. Um, I was I, that,
2: That's I another admit, thing, though. I was though.
0: very lucky to see it because I I saw it just before all the tiers got strict made stricter, and just before we went into lockdown. I just I went on a whim one day when most of the country wouldn't, have, well, at least half the country wouldn't have been able to.
3: Yeah, I I saw my chance to probably go to cinema for probably what might be the, like the last time ever. So I I just took it. I thought, yeah, I am going to go, regardless of you know what reviews yeah. or opinions of um we'll see for me. Big...
2: his last film was sonic the hedgehog
3: yeah hey, was it any good though
2: i enjoyed it there you go
3: then
1: i'm it's rise like... of skywalker there we are i think I that's, the, like really,
2: played... that's probably the better film
1: i feel like playing no sad no. music <laughs> no, like... <laughs> no rise of Skywalker. i, could, I could
0: pretend
2: it was 1917 but i think i was really like my second oh i like
0: 1917
2: that was, but I was sat, mm. this, I remember. I think the cinema was quite busy and I, I had no choice but to sit right at the front. Obviously, this is pre-COVID times. Yes. Um, I'd sit way. right at the front and I was
3: like, oh, my neck! Yeah, exactly the same like,
0: experience, think, yeah. The last time I went to the cinema, right, because I've been twice since the pandemic started and, again, I, it, first world problems. I'm a, I appreciate a lot of people can't go, shielding, lot money, lots of different reasons. Yeah, so likewise. I'm not complaining per se, but I went to see Tenet and it was empty and that was fine, happy with that. But I went to see Wonder Woman and it was... Busier than I would have liked, but again, okay. And I was a bit late anyway, so everyone was seated. But it was the whole mask thing, in that you're allowed to take the mask off if you're eating. Well, you can eat a piece of popcorn every ten fucking minutes and just leave it off, and that's what people are doing. So no one around you is wearing one, you know, and I am. And no, it's,
2: so like, it's very odd, isn't like it?
0: So? I don't like this. I don't like this. That's a typical sort of sop to business, that like, oh, you, oh, they needed the concession, so we better let it go, fuck safety. But there you go. Right.
2: Anyway, it's, it's it just depends, not it? Because I know there was an um, like independent cinema at Regal that they and I both went to a few years ago. Um, and they've obviously been kind of opening and fits and starts where they've been allowed to. Um, to be fair, they're, they're quite a small capacity cinema, so there's you know there's one screen, very limited number of people. I
1: think,
0: I think like conversely, they were Bridge. quite good about it.
2: I think they were saying, basically, no, you know, Bridge. if you, if you don't have to. Yeah, the uh, Fordham I've Bridge. Been
0: there. I've been there with you.
2: Yeah. I'd say it was a few years ago now. Yeah. Um, but yeah they're quite they've been quite strict on the whole kind of face covering thing really and so you know if you you must wear one basically so
0: yeah it's very tight for room in that place though and no it is but, yeah, that yeah that would be
2: the one should. thing yeah. i don't know a, a i've got to get there and obviously well, at the moment they're open i wouldn't travel that far anyway um under the current you know circumstances but i think because it's quite small and, and enclosed um you know, you, you can kind of sit people in a, a checkable pattern anyway, so you have kind of, the fact that it's already limited probably does have benefits. But yeah, it's just, it's one of those things, isn't it? It's, I, I really feel for like, well, not obviously that multiplexes are all okay, but I just feel for anybody. I don't know that you know, multiplexes in that, in that position. are okay though. No,
3: they're, they're fucked now. They're, well, they're absolutely, absolutely yeah. fucked. Um, though, 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 I think the only thing might possibly save them is that, the, the sixteen pounds to, to rent is like, uh, no, thank you. I mean, it's all right if you've got a family, and even then, it's not always
0: all right if you've but got. Then a family.
3: Like, it, but then it's like, but then it's different. It's a different scenario when I mean, you start at home. You just think sixteen quid. I think I'll just. I think I think I'll just see what's on Netflix. Do you know what I mean? It's like it's. It's it, not, it's not event, the same. It's not a night out. It's not.
0: Yeah. Bad. No, that's it. It's, it's got to so, kind of. You have
3: to get a
2: little bang for your buck, really, don't you?
0: I'd have to be banged for my buck to, be honest <laughs> to make that worthwhile. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, and, and obviously, when you go and see films, I know we normally try to pick something we think we'll like, but Wonder Woman 84 is a good example in that it's not a disaster. I've seen worse, but I think if I would plonked down 16 quid on that, watched it on my own on my 50-some-inch TV, I'd have gone, that was a bit of a waste of my money, really. Yeah, yeah
2: that's it. Yeah. But there it's, you go. It's, it's, it's a bit different at home than it is, you know, if you pay sort of cinema prices can be a bit expensive but then it's you know you've got the the ambience and obviously you pay like food in that as well but you know cinema prices going up and up and up if you're like me and and don't have like a um a cineworld card or like a you know um,
0: anything yeah any sort of loyalty card that
2: they're doing i was gonna say there's an odeon one but there isn't one um limitless is what i was trying to say um yeah you kind of have to it has it has to be worth your while i think um which which is a great shame it shouldn't be like that at all Um, but it should just be a special experience but yeah for me I think it definitely they've got to get it right at at the price point as well
0: what's worrying for cinema for me is the number of people now I've learned many years ago that your social media feed is not always a reflection of society as a whole Uh, but if my social media feeds are anything to go by (laughs) and particularly given a lot of my friends are cinema fans the sheer number of people who aren't really missing cinema is marked, that people are just like, oh, I don't care. It's like the Bond film. A lot, So many people are just, I'll stream it, I don't care. And there seems to be a relatively few of us that are like, no, cinema still means something to me.
3: Yeah,
2: I mean... Yeah, you got to see it on the big screen, haven't you?
3: I'm kind of, in between, I kind of see the both ends as like, I kind of see the writings on the wall, so I'm just kind of like... Well I guess I'm just gonna to have to like it but at the same time I do have like it's a shame but then having said that i don't I don't see cinema being dead completely there will be like small independent chains um and you which would probably iron, iron things out later on it might yeah, take I mean, a while but
0: if you, if you look at other industries like hmV which still I don't think has a long-term future. Hmm. But HMV has restructured a couple of times and certainly judging by HMVs I know, they move to a different premises. They move to something either a bit smaller or in a cheaper part of the town centre and things like that. And I could see some of the bigger chains surviving by cutting their cloth and actually moving out of these massive barns and into something a bit smaller. Yeah possibly i don't know maybe we're all wrong and they'll just survive
3: i mean yeah i mean you could could be i mean you know i think the only thing to look forward to is that if you are and it gets more smaller there will probably be more um plush and more kind of um a bit more thought going into it yeah there'll be more plush mm. it'd be you feel like a lot more nicer experience than the you know the the, the standard one you know do you know what I mean? They'll be a bit more like a few more everyman cinemas where... Well, where we, go are out drew
0: we are doing more of that or like something like an Alamo Draft House.
3: Yeah, where you could like, sit back and actually have food brought to you and things like that. you know, you got like, a nice little side table as well and all that kind of stuff. It just like, feels a bit more of a nicer experience.
0: Um, and some of the smaller cinemas I know are like that. I went to see a, a film further down in Cornwall a while back. Um, it was Darkest Hour, so it was about three years ago. Um, but we were sat, on, we were sat on sofas with drinks and stuff. So, so... there are ways around it. Um, but the next day, talking to DC, the next DC film due out, I believe, if you don't count Zack Snyder's, is um, the Batman, and that leads us directly into what we're covering tonight, Becca.
2: There we We went down that rabbit hole, didn't we? <laughs> tonight oh. we are discussing. Dun, 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 dun. What's I got on my page, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. <laughs> Sorry.
0: It's
2: all right. Dun, 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 dun. I was too busy <laughs> thinking, oh, what's going to happen about the thing <laughs> I
0: like the fact that you you effectively filled it with Muzak. Yeah. <laughs> you were like, I can't find my notes. Best
2: entertainment. <laughs> yes, apologies. Normal service will resume. Tonight we are discussing Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, aka dot Pruta, starring Gary Altman, Kerry Russell, Andy Serkis, Jason Clarke, Toby Cabell, Cody Smith-McPhee with music by Michael G. Kino script by Jeffa, Amanda Silver, Mark Bomback. others directed by Matt Reeves and released in 2014
0: yeah um, Matt Reeves I knew from two things when this came out uh, I knew him from Cloverfield and I knew him from Let Me In uh, neither of which had wildly impressed me but were both visually quite nice the reason that Let Me In didn't wildly impress me is it was remaking well it wasn't remaking it was readapting the same book as Let the Right One In I
2: think that which... was a better film though
0: yeah, it is, but I think had let me had let the right one in not existed, let me in would have a much better reputation. Mm. I don't actually think it's a bad adaptation at all, and the right probably
2: more true to the book.
0: And the writer of the book likes both adaptations. He said, "I don't really have a preference. I like them both. They're just different, you know, different takes on my work." Um, Cloverfield got hyped for months. It was one of those J.J. Abrams mystery box kind of marketing things, where what was it? And when you, when, you, when you went to see it, it was kind of a reasonably generic monster film, really. It was okay. Mm. Um, looked quite nice. There were a couple of nice visuals in it. It was the first time I saw... Uh, I'm just. going to blank on the um, actors now. What's the actress called? Lizzie? I've forgotten her name. Chaplin but of, or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, the first time... Caplin. that's it. First time I saw her and a couple of others as well. Yeah. Um, and of course he's gone from sort of strength to strength with this, um, I didn't have any strong feelings on Rupert Wyatt, the uh, director of the first one so I think I went in pretty positive about this I think we'd been left in a very good position with the with the previous one um, what's your memories of sort of going to see it folks?
1: Um, I actually missed it at the cinema which really pissed me off um, I uh, I've, I've never seen one of Matt Reeves' films before i I've still see all of Cloverfield I've seen bits of it and um, I don't know, it, I just never got around to it. Um, but I was really excited just because of the last film and how good the last film was. And for whatever reason, I never got around to seeing it. So when I ended up seeing it, I actually saw it on when we hit, when it was on Sky when they had one of those where you order the film on Sky and then they send you the DVD. <laughs> I oh right, yeah. I'd
0: I'd not thought about that in years. Yeah, which yeah, was, I remember that
1: now. Which is a really good thing, but they only did it with DVD, not Blu-ray.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, because I did it with a couple of films. I, think I I did it with Interstellar as well.
0: Right. So you pay and, uh, to see it, and then they send you a physical copy as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So really, you're you're paying like Just ten, fifteen quid at most. Yeah. Um, and then you get it in HD on your Skybox. Yeah. To keep. But they also send you a physical copy
0: as well. Yeah, whereas now is everything. Yeah, you can yeah. order it, but that's it. Yeah, yeah,
1: which is uh, which is really nice.
3: Actually.
0: Yeah, I mean, I oh. don't I don't know how much buying things will go because obviously all the studios are heading towards their own streaming options, and I don't know how much room there is for the role because HBO Max want to roll out worldwide now, mm. which means we could end up with water brothers effectively on our home tvs as well yeah well the
1: the thing is i mean i think most physical really now is catalogue stuff that's the focus
0: do you mean people going and buying i mean this is just an example but people going and buying like lawrence of arabia in the highest quality they can
1: absolutely yeah yeah i mean that's that's really now um into all all the stuff i've bought recently has has been older films yeah,
0: and I know um, I'm thinking about it. The set.
1: Criterion films from Criterion stuff like that, films from Eureka, films from Arrow.
0: Eureka's Masters of Cinema's range is really good. Yeah, yeah, um, and I've reviewed quite a few of those, and they they always put quite a bit of effort into them. Absolutely. Um, and I'm just reviewing. Sorry to cross promote my stuff, but I've just written a review of the um, UHD Old Boy release from Arrow. Oh, cool. And it's it's stocked. It's just it's got like uh four commentaries about a dozen interviews like you know all that sort of stuff and it's a two disc edition as well so the second disc has a blu-ray the three and a half hour um video diary of making the film and like a feature length documentary on it as well Mm. um so i can see how it's becoming a bit of a prestige thing now isn't it
1: yeah absolutely
0: yeah um so you saw it you saw it eventually that's the main thing what about you two did you see it when it came out
3: yeah, I saw it a couple of times when it came out. Um, I uh, yeah, I, I, I particularly remember it's it was a funny year though. It's a funny year when I started like you know uh, start well it was that same year where I left my job and then started moving to more care and to work. So it's a bit of a, a bit of a transition year this year. Um, but yeah, no, I remember seeing it a couple of times, and uh, I, I both both times I, I was really impressed by it. Um, That's the year you hung up your gorilla gram outfit
0: and baby oil. Yes, yes. <laughs>
3: uh, yeah. I thought it don't get much better than this. I can't <laughs> do anymore.
0: Yeah, I'm sliding through doorways so nicely, but this is a career. <laughs> <laughs> Gots to pay the bills. Um... So yeah, this was about 12 months before we started as a show. Actually, this was uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know when its UK release was, but it was released widely in, in July in the United States,
3: 2014. But, yeah, no, no, no I, I, me- I remember, like, re- really, really enjoying it, but then that, that will get into like, more
0: first thoughts. so. Yeah. Becca, did you see it at the time?
2: Excuse me. Um, what? Sorry about that. Don't worry. I'm <laughs> trying to phone me, I was like, no, I can't speak right now. Um, yeah, I have vague memories of going to see this at the cinema. Um, I think it was one of those sort of like 3D movies, but as as we sort of previously discussed, it was kind of, you know, sort of 3D comes and goes and it was kind of on, on its way out at, at the time. Um, but yeah, I think at, at this point I've seen like the previous film, but I still hadn't seen any of the other original movies until, uh, apart from like the, the, the original one. Um, but yeah, being sort of blown away by this one pretty much. Um, I think I might have seen it like in 3D and in normal 2d um get an extra 20 percent light in um and i think for me this is probably one of the strongest films of, of the series um alongside some of the you know the original films as well um and the, the new trilogy as well i think this is um my most favorite so far um but yeah i just think it's um i was looking at some of uh, some of the comments online um and it is you know it's kind of it's it's a, it's a good action film it's a good sci-fi film it's just a, a really good you know drama as well as a, a strong story um told with strong characters and yes yeah, sort i of really enjoyed this one It's probably for me as one of the high points um, of 2014 2015 that kind of time I can't remember what I was doing at the time' <laughs> that was a long time ago uh, working hard um, not making too many transitions I don't think Um yeah, no, I can't think that far, far back at the moment, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, for, for me this is this is definitely a standout film.
0: Yeah, this was written by um this was written by Mark Bomback with Rick Jaffer and Amanda Silva. Now Rick Jaffer and Amanda Silva um are currently writing Avatar 3. Well, I say currently writing, they sort of it's being filmed as we speak. They also wrote the Mulan remake. Uh, Jurassic World, um, the first in this series. They started off with the hand that rocks the cradle, the Rebecca De Mornay film. No Clive Warren in that though. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
1: and,
0: um, uh, Mark Bomback has written a lot, a lot of things, and it, uh, it's all over the place in quality because you've got like the Total Recall remake and Unstoppable, Tony Scott's uh-huh. last film. Uh, but then you've got, like, The Wolverine, the first of the James Mangold Wolverine films, which I thought was pretty decent. And he wrote Logan. That was
2: okay. That was a great film.
0: Yeah, so a bit of a mixed bag in the in the writing games, but certainly nothing really, really sort of bad in there. Obviously, this is um, Michael Ducano's first um, uh, entry in the series. I, I, next week stands out to be a bit more, as I recall, but we'll see. Um, cinematographer Michael Ceresin, um as well done a bit of everything right back to the one that stuck out to me when i looked was uh, bugsy malone the 1970s was, yeah bugsy they're malone.
2: quite stylish looking film though
0: yeah and he, he did obviously it's 30s
2: things. 20s 30s gangster setting and yeah. flinging cream pies everywhere
0: oh, i just love that film it's really good fun <laughs> uh, we,
2: we and, should do like an alan parker series i think that would be good fun
0: yeah alan parker's not long we yeah, but that would bring in the commitments as well which is cool as, as monks from Mississippi Burning and other things. Um, yeah, so I, I went in not knowing any of that, really. Giacchino was a thing by then. I certainly knew him. Um, and Matt Reeves I knew from from what I sort of said earlier, but had formed no strong opinion of him. My first thoughts on it when I, when I came out were that I thought it was I, – I didn't actually, on first viewing, enjoy it as much as the first film. Um, I loved the start of it and we'll get into that in a minute I thought it was a real epic setup for a film those sort of opening credits with the news articles and you know people like Cuomo talking and stuff like that um but I seem to remember just thinking that one scene aside it lacked any levity and I've, we've often talked about this on the show that what do I mean by that I, I I don't suddenly want a load of jokes in it I don't need Roger Moore quips and stuff like that I don't mean that at all but it just lacked it was i just found it all very dour and and no moments of fairly normal interaction between people that might be considered completely appropriate given the state they're in but i've just always argued life has levity it's not about making it a comedy it's not about that at all but occasionally you say in, even in the worst scenarios you you might say something quite light to someone or someone says something to you and you momentarily smirk even if you, you know maybe things aren't going that well and i do feel that war is better on that regard but it actually slightly overcompensated and and we can get to that in the next episode i thought it was a little bit too long I, i thought the first 75 minutes of the film i really really enjoyed and i enjoyed it more today than i did the last couple of times i watched it i was genuinely having a wonderful wonderful time with this film um there are so many subtleties in it and so many things that they've thought about that the script feels like it's had several passes where you start adding layers, and I don't mean in plot; I mean in character work. And we'll get to that. You know, the people's relationships to each other, and things like that, are, are something they've thought about and what what this world would be. Because frequently, you get like a World War Z or a War of the Worlds, where it's about keeping a family together. <clears throat> well in this in this scenario that ship has sailed because there's a virus out there like most viruses in this world there's a certain rump of people that are sort of immune to it or it doesn't really affect in the same way but families have been decimated by this and and how society moves on to the sort of the day after tomorrow if you like the day after sort of armageddon is quite instructive i like that it's got a bit of a Although it's it's in the future, the Earth has gone backwards. A, a slightly overrun city, you know, over nature slowly starting to reclaim it. I like, although some small complaint, the Golden Gate Bridge is still a bit too tidy and neat. But um, it I liked all of that. Once it sort of uh, descended into oh, and and some of the subtleties in the CG, the CG's made a, a, a step forward. A couple of minor exceptions, but very very minor um once it sort of gets into the sort of final act which really as i recall is something like the last 50 minutes of the film i lost interest a little bit um so i think it's a little bit too long and i think that is a matt reeves thing so we'll have to see how that comes out with the batman which i'm otherwise very excited about but i enjoyed it on first viewing i think it was my least favorite of the original three judged by first viewing um, whether that's the case, we'll talk about in a couple. It's still the case. We'll talk about in a couple of weeks' time. But for everything I've just said, I'll, I'm going to be very positive about this.
3: I think the feeling of being too long because I kind of know what you mean. It's kind of it it's up, gets up to the, the hour forty five point, doesn't it? And then you see, and then you see Cobra start attacking like the human base, mm. and, you, and, and the whole thing just feels like climax. This is this is like this is like the climax of the film. um and obviously that the, obviously it, it it doesn't end there. It kind of stops for for a bit, and then builds up to the actual like you know final fight so to speak. So it, 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 I I can understand why it feel feel long because you know you, you feel you sit what? there you think you you anticipate. Oh, I'm getting ready to what to, to sort of see the end of this now, and then it doesn't end. <laughs> well, I mean the last thing for me is that I I
0: would say, and it did occur to me because I did a time check up until. Caesar is in the home he grew up in and probably including that as well it would be fighting it out for my favourite in the series and and after that I lose interest quite dramatically and although the final shot of the film's nice and there's things I like in what follows there's nothing there that has quite the heart of when James Franco says his final goodbye to Caesar and stuff like that and it does it does hurt the film it does hurt the film for me but that's that's it from me from over. yeah
3: yeah, I guess it's like it's not um, beyond that point. Yeah, it, it, it's it's done everything it's going to do, and you kind of know what what's going to happen beyond this. So it's just all right. Well, <laughs> um, let's get it done, so to speak. Um, but no, no, I, I, I I'm kind of with you, Dave. I I I I really like it. I think it's probably a step up from the first one. Uh, in in regards to well, technology, of course, but also in terms of getting the character, getting the, the characterization, the dynamics between the two characters. Um, you know, the the whole world building of the monkeys, of the apes, um, and, and how the actor, you know, is, is groundbreaking. Um, but I think the real ace in the whole is uh, the Cobra. It almost feels like a, uh, like a Shakespearean tragedy. It's very, you know, it always feels like this, like like a, like a Roman Empire, you know, Caesar get getting getting betrayed by his general. It's almost like, well, it's, it's, you know, it's it's almost like poetic, isn't it? But it's sort of, but it's it's it pressure. yeah. But it feels like very kind of Everything like Russia, yeah. this is this is kind, of, I guess, kind of how shit happens. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And you know, uh, so I, I kind of like it a lot for that. I I like it a lot for like the the the. The character dynamics and the kind of, I don't want to say morality because I don't think, that's probably the right word. Uh But do you know what I mean. It's like it 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 it's like a Shakespearean tragedy, Uh you know. And you got like sort of the, the tragic the tragic of like of of, of uh, Cobra, and uh, his character. But yeah, no, I I I I really, I really enjoyed it.
1: Yeah, no, I th- I really really like it. Um, I I don't know where I. Where I'd rank it um not even in the, the the trilogy um but um I guess because it didn't have to deal with the exposition or the setup, the setup that rice had to deal with, then it could just like 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 her Chris said, just do the world building um and go on from there, and I think that's where it gets so strong is. The, the conceptually building this world of apes and I think morality is the right word because they have a code and well obviously that that's half, is, is the point of what the uh, the journey Caesar goes on is about that code that they have and morality not necessarily human morality but at least between apes and it kind of it's the beautiful tale of how, I guess, kind of an allegory for, well, talking about um, animals that are abused in the name of science or whatever you want to call it. Um, And where it comes to an animal that does have at least something approaching emotions, the kind of emotions we do. Um, and therefore, how they react to that. And Cobra's just, un- his I mean, obviously, his facial scarring is, again, an allegory for how he is inside. And it's absolutely perfect in the way that he's just not ever able to, to let go of that. And then Caesar has got there his conundrum <clears throat> of what to do with Cobra and where he has put this whole thing about apes shall not kill ape, But at the end of the day, he has to be the one to uh, to really decide if he breaks that and i think that that's a really great way of of kind of playing it and that for me kind of i mean yeah, yeah you're right i mean there is very little levity in the film but i think that probably that's the whole point really is
0: i i always feel a bit silly when i say it because i don't want anyone to think that i want them to throw in jokes or that's it should have hard. a light tone um <laughs> That's not what I'm saying at all. I I, I mean, in a PG-13 sort of setting, because obviously we're not talking Mm -hmm. R-rated, if you looked at a Casino Royale, a Dark Knight, or anything like that, however dour people think those films are, there's actually like funny moments in them. There's
3: Michael Caine going like, you know, well, I did bloody tell you, didn't I? (laughs) Do you know what I mean? um, Empire Strikes Back
1: is the one they always say is the darkest one, but it's also the funniest one. I think and that's there's... the
0: point I'm making, and I, th- and I yeah. honestly think the Last Jedi is the funniest of the sequel trilogy. Mm. Um, on a pure lines perspective, people won't think that because they've already made their mind up about the film or yeah. they, they're looking at the overall tone of the film. But in terms of like at least a, at least attempts at humor, even if you didn't think they worked, yeah. there are more quote unquote "funny moments in the last Jedi than any of the, either of the other two. And mm. that, I think that's all I mean. So not, not meaning to completely t- talk over you, but it, the, the, the pure point I'm making is, please,
3: everyone, do not think I mean make this funnier. Yeah. <laughs> Just vary the tone a bit. Have Caesar raise a Roger Eyebrow... <laughs> Like Roger Moore eyebrow, <laughs> yeah. make I it. I say a, yeah. He could,
2: he could pull a funny face or have a have a quip or smoke a cigar or something. Or, or when his wife have a funny one liner.
0: Yeah, his wife has the baby arches an eyebrow and says, "I've had her," you know. <laughs> 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 I did that.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, yeah, no, I mean, I I think I think I mean that kind of thing. It it kind of it those, it does. It, you have the scene where um is it is it is it Cobra where he where he goes up where he keeps going up the two.
0: Um, One about where he goes up and uh, they're they're sort of doing target practice practice yeah. yeah yeah yeah. The, uh, I I I don't know if I said it in my my bit, but I I I really meant that scene aside. Right. Okay. Uh, cool. In fact, it's two scenes, isn't it? To be fair, because he goes back a second
3: time. Yeah. 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 But, um,
1: that, but yeah, no, I'll give you
0: that. But those yeah. scenes
3: are really scary, though. Uh. So I, I, I watched, watched it. Yeah. Aren't they all? I watched the the commentary of it, and then and the, and the scene was originally written for like, you know going in like cobra would drink the the whiskey or alcohol whatever and then and as he spits out they all in the face and then and then they when they open their eyes he's there with the gun and then he shoots him but like um uh toby kemmel
2: yeah, that's,
3: scary. that's terrifying he's all he, you know he, he kind of like oh, you know what's actually scares scares you most it's like it's that guy in the pub who acts like he's your mate and then turns on you on a dime
2: he'll stab you in the back when
3: so you so so he, so he decides like sort of continue on like, like yeah i'm buddying around here and then he casually picks up the gun and just sort of you know do you know what i mean and, and dicks around
0: and it... there are people in this world to use the pub analogy there are people in this world that if you were in the pub with them they seem all right they turn on a dime mm. and then you spend the rest of the time trying to pretend everything's all right and buying them more drinks and shit like yeah that. it's that yeah, kind it's of thing not... i'm scared of you but I'm, I'm too scared to tell you i'm scared of yeah you. it's that
3: <laughs> it's that kind of person isn't it trying to bring them f- around? yeah
1: I, th- I think that's the great thing about those scenes, though, is is <clears throat> that they are initially funny, and you see he's he's messing around, and you kind of laugh on the surface of things, but in the back of mind you know what's going to happen, anyway. But still, that still shocks you. Um, but I, I, I mean, I think overall is because it's such a gut wrenching um, kind of character battle between not only cobra and caesar but is caesar himself and who he is inside um and then i think i think that's the reason that maybe the the, the levity is pulled back and there's just that tension there and again i think that probably makes it feel like it's, it's maybe a bit long because it's trying to wind it up so much that when it does come to that final kind of confrontation, then you're properly kind of charged for, uh, for what happens. Um, and then that ending as well is, is just amazing. And it, yeah, it ends on a really kind of low note. Um, but
0: it, the detail in the faces is, I mean, we'll go with, we'll go through it. I mean, oh, yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. the very best detail faces is, is next week, but, you can see
1: them the learning and figures. thinking
0: and it, it's a leap forward yeah big leap yeah forward. yeah and um, the the only exception is is um very very minor and i mean minor in that there was one shot tonight that i remember not looking great on the big screen but looked fine at home and there was one shot that didn't look <laughs> Per- I'm, I'm nitpicking. I'm just saying it didn't look perfect. It didn't mm. look terrible, but there was one shot that didn't look perfect even at home. And I thought, yeah, I remember that didn't look great. And they both involved um, baby chip- baby chimps. Yeah. So w- when Caesar's child is born and handed to his mother, that looked okay at home, but I remember it didn't in the big screen. And there's a bit when they're outside by the water and Kerry Russell is like smiling and laughing at the baby, and the- that doesn't look very good. But everything else is just. Perfect.
3: Mm. Becca, thoughts?
2: Um, yes, I have many thoughts. Um, <laughs> <laughs> not all of them good. Uh, some of them a bit naughty. Um, really? no, what's about this? <laughs> <laughs> do you tell us <laughs>
0: you about the film,
2: Becca? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry about this. I'm I'm appearing to be not very organised tonight, but this, I'm trying to do lots of different things at once, so I do apologise. Um, don't want to know what else you're doing. No, i trying to get everything done. I've got time. Uh, okay. Yeah, no, I think for me, in terms of the, the new trilogy, um, not that the other two films are, are going to be bad, um, but yeah, this is definitely sort of, you know, one of the, the high points in the series, obviously from, as Chris mentioned, the technological background. Um, I think it kind of it looks... Um, it looks a bit better um even though like watching it again obviously you haven't seen it like in, in 3d and normal duty um and then kind of watching it again for this as well um it's it's not one of those films like where this is gonna sound really stupid but if you watch a film that was like made in 3d for example and sometimes you can spot all the the points that were kind of that were meant to kind of show off the 3d didn't really gonna kind of get that so much here in, in that respect obviously i think because they were going for a more more polished look even though this is you know the blockbuster type movie um they kind of very much kind of played it down and tried to kind of make it look more subtle uh, rather than hit you over the head with it, for example. Um, but still, as it still, you know, it looks very stylish, it's very assured, um, also in terms of like the colour palette as well um but i think characterisation is definitely this film's strong point for sure i mean you mentioned already you know what, what i'm already going to say is the relationship between caesar and cobra um and i definitely agree with chris as well that it's more it is very much you kind know, of shakespearean tragedy in terms of you know their, their relationship um and you know there's a lot of parallels to be drawn with sort of you know sort of that typical shakespearean tragedy um and also um stalinist russia is what i meant to say earlier obviously um, relationship between like Stalin and and Trotsky Trots- uh, maybe I think I do that's my history calling into question there. Um, okay, but obviously, obviously being um, oh yeah yeah definitely, and <laughs> um, obviously being think oh. um, name for Stalin unfortunately. Or... I don't
0: know if he when I say uh, he had him killed with an ice pick. I don't know if he specified the method. I don't know if he did the contract and said make sure it's an ice pick. But <laughs>
2: it must tried, be tick this, Take this yeah. box. No no don't use that use this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's one of those kind of. I don't know if it sort of almost transcends into like urban myth, for example, whether it was true or not, but this is how it happened. But, um, so those sort of things like gory details that you have to learn about that's pretty gross. Um, the I think that that integral relationship, um, is very much at you know, the heart of this film. Um, and I think obviously Andy Serkis, you know, is brilliant in, in what he does, whether he's motion captioned or, um, providing a, a physical performance, like, you know, being out of the mocap suit. Um, and yeah, <laughs> but I think this film really does belong to Toby Kebbell. Definitely, is who's the, the standout performance of this film. It kind of all belongs to him, really. And he just he's really enigmatic and just you know really engaging. um And you sort of you love to hate him, really. Um, but for somebody for a character who tries to keep his you know he's humans bad and he's very distrustful and he you know overthrows Caesar um and, and kicks off the revolution. He's probably Quite so, you know. He he speaks he speaks the most, um, and he's kind of more. Um, he has kind of more human traits. if that makes sense. Like he's he's kind of he's aligned. He doesn't align himself more with the humans. He tries to set himself apart from them. Um,
3: I, I think I think the thing the the, the message says is like, well, you know, well, like Caesar figures out that you know that they're not so different from the humans any, anyway. Yeah. Cause he cause he has an idea that well we're not humans so we're going to do this differently, and then it turns out that he actually sees like the parallels between, yeah, actually, it, yeah there, it, there are
2: many more parallels actually addresses think.
3: one of my so. problems with the original series that
0: it wasn't a major problem in that in a storytelling setting it worked okay but the ape does not kill ape i remember saying that with i think it was battle where i said it's a nice idea but that would never work in any society of mm. any species um, and I think the film actually finally getting to the realization that we can have these lofty ideals, but there's going to be a bit of a real world seeping in is actually addressing that.
3: I, I always think the moment where Caesar, you know, let's let's cover drop. I, in the back of me, I keep I keep thinking like he's going to say like a line which like you're no ape. You know because he said like you know because he, he tries to remind him saying like oh ape kill no ape even though even, though I've, ca- him go even though I've kind of done him. it. Yeah, so he does like... say you are not an ape. Does he? Oh, I always, I always think,
0: yeah, is that right then? Yeah, he does. He says you are not an ape. I
3: always think he never said it.
0: Or anyway, well, he doesn't say it. it's grammatically broken. He says you are not ape. Yeah, something oh,
3: okay.
2: along those lines. Yeah, you're I, you're I, not I stand
3: ape. corrected. Maybe, maybe I'm just wildly misremembering it. But yeah, okay, yeah. That, that makes sense. He's, he, he,
0: he's basically exiled him, and then in his head, he can kill him because he is exiled. He's not part of that ape community. Yeah. He's, he's he's sort of must almost he's kept to the spirit of their rules, but actually changed the rule if you like. We you know instead of ape will not well, kill. you've you you've, you've, well,
3: you've dishonoured the ape name. We, yeah,
0: exactly. We will not kill within our um, society, but you've ju- we've I've just exiled you from it.
2: Yeah, I it does it anyway. It's just like yeah, it's just one of those things. It's a great sort of parable for any kind of society really wanting to achieve peace and, and unity, and we can even see that at the moment. Obviously, that this film is set. 20... late 2020s or something it's, it's a few years ahead now eight years um, on
0: from the last one but i don't remember when the last one was set is it like, no like obviously it's 2020
2: something isn't it
0: i'll have a look don't worry
2: it's, it's going to be somewhere I, I towards know, the I've end forgotten. and it's just that like you obviously with the virus and everything it's, it's one of those you know it's a it's a it's a popular theme within film throughout the ages that you know that we've seen um Obviously, not very popular at the moment due to current world defence But you can, you know, certainly see it, it's it's relevant today. Unfortunately, as, uh, there's there's a lot of parallels was, uh, as, as we've all seen before.
0: Dawn was taking place in t- this year, 2021. Bear in mind, this was made seven years ago.
2: Oh god, oh. <laughs> yeah, it's creeping closer, isn't it? So, but yeah, there's, there's definitely a lot of parallels that can be drawn. You know, but current sighting as you said, they was. It's basically is it works as a as a commentary as well um, on modern times, especially at the moment gripped with a virus. So
0: yeah um shall we discuss this film sequentially folks
2: I do. it's a very long one so buckle, it is you know, but buckle I, don't,
0: up. <laughs> I, I don't think you will necessarily take that long to get through it because it, it, it is actually until the final action which goes on a bit long for my taste i think it actually whips along quite nicely
2: yeah um, so I, second, I, it, does, it is quite pacey as well so it, you know, it's what two hours ten literally from beginning to end credits
1: yeah
0: um, i think credits in that. you know
2: same as what chris said you kind of get to like the I mean, you know, big battle scene towards the end, and it's it's all pretty much like quite perfunctory from there. But it's all executed and you know really strongly done, um, in quite a sort of a sort of pacey way. It kind of it, it does it does chop along, um, apart from as I say, yeah, the end bit which does drag a little bit. But apart from that, it pretty much keeps and, and holds its its runtime. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry.
0: <laughs> um, I do have to say, just the opening credit sequence, I just think is a a real lovely way to make this film stand alone if, you, if it has to. If you haven't seen the first one and someone says to you, I like the first one, can we go and see this? This would get you up to speed. There was this drug to treat Alzheimer's. It sort of caused um, some apes escaped having been infected with it. It got into the human population and you see it going all over the world. We've got news reports from the BBC, CNN and others. You see politicians obviously out of context because I think it was Cuomo, the New York governor, is there at one point saying you know if you've got um any issues you stay at home and that sort of thing and again it was before this pandemic so I that might be back in the time of uh you know swine flu or something um that would be about right but um it gets us right up to speed straight away
3: yeah it kind of uh it, it kind of hit a bit home at the moment, doesn't it? <laughs> I <I've> seen this. <laughs> but, um...
2: Well, exactly, this is it. It's, it's a little bit like, oh, hold on a minute, <laughs> what's going on?
3: I think, I
0: think the only thing, if I were to think too literally about it, is the fact that there are, no there are no guarantees. There are no guarantees. There are no guarantees that there won't be some worse mutation of what we're going through at the moment. There isn't a guarantee that they'll get on top of it. There isn't a guarantee that... Even vaccinated, it won't pass around and still kill a fair number. So all of those things may well not happen. But when you see them early on saying that the death toll is estimated that it's going to be between 5 and 150 million, well, I'm thinking that's a very wide operating window, and that actually hit home at the moment because we don't know. At the start of all this, in this, in the start of COVID in this country, we were um, our our scientists were saying 20,000 dead would would on the face of it be a, a reasonable result. Sad, sad as it is to say, and we've lost 80,000 now with no sign of it slowing down. So um I, I think that level of uncertainty when something is out there and it's decimating populations really did hit
3: home to me. Um and then we basically get close up of Caesar's Eyes.
0: Yeah, first and last sort of the film is his eyes.
3: Yeah. So um, I remember this being that like teaser really. Yeah, I think uh, for yeah, anyone in
2: the trailer, didn't know it really does catch your attention because he's yeah. kind of staring into the heart of you
0: for anyone listening around the time of release i.e. Um, we've still got this on our site and you haven't seen it the first shot of the film is our sort of background on Facebook if you look at our background on Facebook it is a close-up of Caesar's eyes with the war paint on that's the first shot of the film and the detail I'm looking at the still photo now and the detail is phenomenal those look like real eyes hmm and that looks like real well not pores, but real lines and so on in the skin, and even the paint looks like it's sort of crusting a bit in places. It's really, really well designed from the first moment they're out hunting aren't they basically
3: yeah um, yeah it kinda it's kind of looks like they're about to like sort of like make a like a a war like a you know like a attack like coming into a big battle mm.
0: but, but yeah they no, they're, they're actually just the daily hunt,
3: yeah mm.
0: um.
3: And uh, yeah, so uh, Caesar's son is it? Is it blue eyes? Blue eyes, yeah, that's a Chalkneston reference,
0: obviously. Oh no, uh, that was bright eyes, wasn't it? Sorry, yeah. I've got that wrong. Maybe blue eyes isn't a reference then. I don't know. Sorry, I bright don't know eyes. Bright is. eyes. Bright, I, don't I
2: wonder if uh, it bright is. Eyes you know. was bright eyes is was it, his mum. Bright eyes There girl. are quite a lot of um, callbacks. It's all references to various like names or like locations, so I wonder if it is bright eyes, blue eyes. I don't know. I, I took it as a reference, but...
1: Right. You're a fan <laughs> Sorry. of the Who. Sorry? Maybe he's a fan of the Who. There you go. Maybe
2: he is, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Behind blue eyes.
3: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and... Uh... I'm it, it's right. oh, Yeah, so he gets in confrontation with a bear... Uh, just before the Revenant, of course. And um, and Caesar goes in to try and rescue him and, and gets in a fight. And kova uh, saves his ass, basically. Yeah. Um, so
0: what's this telling us? They've they've got their lifestyle sorted. There are dangers in it. Mm. They're working together. Their sign language uh advanced to very, very really? sort of advanced now. They can talk to each other pretty fluently that way.
3: Uh, Established um... kind of ranks. So we've got, like, obviously Caesar is... Caesar, yeah. <laughs> and uh, is—it's kind of like second in command slash general type. Yeah,
0: yeah. W- whereas I've always thought of Maurice as sort of consulary. you know. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, they go home and they've actually learnt to write in very sort of um, rudimentary ways. They—they're they're doing lessons. Ape, not kill. Ape, and um, the teacher is literally just motioning towards it like the lesson is literally pointing at it and going there you are um what did we think of the design of this i really liked the thought that had gone into this they've not gone for some big formal city or anything they you know they haven't overdeveloped they've got a homestead
3: it reminded me slightly of like the home planet of uh, chewbacca's in uh, revenge of the Sith. Sheep. yeah, yeah.
0: Yes, it did actually. Although that was in a much different uh, <laughs> yeah. climate, because that was the Maldives well, it... or something. But
3: yeah, it, it
1: it feels like it plays on the idea from the last film of the trees being home. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Where he's got that last shot of him being, of him being up the tree or the the being up the tree, and um, that being their home. So they literally built their home in the trees.
0: Yeah, so they they they're down on the ground for their everyday thing, but at night when you're most vulnerable in sleeping, you're up you're up, you know what I mean? You you mm-hmm. you're off the ground, and uh, they've clearly developed they've really thought about the design because firstly the wall paint must have some meaning, but secondly, um, Caesar's wife is about to give birth, played by Judy Greer. I didn't know that till afterwards. Yeah, she did not yeah. really say anything. Uh, Judy Greer, for anyone uh, wondering, has been in. Everything. Judy Greer is one of these people that has just turned up in lots and lots of different things, be it, you know, the Big Bang Theory, she turned up in a couple of episodes of, but she was also in, um, oh, there was a, a George Clooney film called The Descendant, she was in. She was in Tomorrowland, also with George Clooney. She was in Jurassic World.
2: That sounds a um, really sad film. Oh she's God.
0: Ant-Man. She's, she's um, his estranged wife in Ant-Man. I think uh, she
2: also pops up in Archer. Animated Spice she series. She is in Archer.
0: I'd forgotten that, but yeah, she's in Archer. But yeah, she's um, in
2: everything.
0: She's yeah. I totally forgot
2: people,
0: she was in this as well. <laughs> right the way back to um, oh, I can't remember now. I've uh, I've forgotten. But yeah, she's one of these people that I think even on her social media bio, she used to say, "I don't know what you know me from." In other words, I've been in so many things here and there that, like, I don't know what I'm best known for. Um, but she's got some kind of like headdress on. And that looks kind of ceremonial to me. It doesn't look like fashion, as, as an ape would understand mm. it. So they're aware of self-image, they're aware of people looking at them, and they have some kind of ceremonial processes now.
3: Yeah, was with I, the, the face paint and that. This? Did you spot the headdress? Yeah, I spotted that, that she was wearing it, but she's the only, the only time I've seen that on, though, if I, if I remember correctly.
0: She was about to give birth, yeah. but then I don't know if it's because effectively she's the queen as well. Yeah, so I don't know. Um, I don't know, but it was just, it's just
3: something I I thought found quite. But yeah, interesting. but they've but they've established like some sort of traditions as well because even even, even when they're hunting, like, they've got the face paint on, and they don't just flat out. They seem to kind of like scare the deer first, so it kind of like, makes it like a sport. Yeah, do you know what I mean? So it's it's it. They they have a way of doing it.
0: Yeah. And, you know, they're talking about, I know he, he has a sort of talk to Maurice and they're talking about how long ago it's been that they've been living like this and mm-hmm. how they can barely remember humans. Maurice is saying, I didn't know them as well as you, mm-hmm. but um, or I didn't spend the same time around them. They, they talk about, they love their families. They're very family oriented. Mm-hmm. Um, he's very quick to show his elder son his new child when he's born. And that yeah, Caesar does still sometimes think of, of the humans. Mm.
3: Um,
0: and then we cut to blue eyes with his friend, and I don't know the friend's name. Um, they're, they're out in the woods when they they sort of happen a, across it's a human. Rocket, isn't it? I, is it Rocket or is it Rocket's child? Ash. Ash. Okay, I think that might be Rocket's child. Uh, they encounter a character called Carver who is the sort of the cynical human of the group um, I recognised this guy and I was struggling to see what from and when I look at his filmography or his TVography, is probably a better word he's been in loads and loads of things including Fringe and 24 and Law and Order and God knows what else, I don't know what he's best known for though
1: Maybe, maybe Band of Brothers because I remember him in that
0: Was he in Band of Brothers? Was he? Yeah, i still yeah, never yeah. seen it
1: yeah mm. a lot of tv a
0: hell of a lot of tv but not just yeah. not always turning up for one episode you know multiple appearances in quite a few things such as the us adaptation of prime suspect and so on um i i was expecting they did, to happen they did that oh my god
3: <laughs> did not realize just,
0: that um, was Oh, band of brothers yeah you're right um but yeah, I, I was looking for the thing I know him from, and actually, there's nothing specific. He's been in quite a few things. Um, did have a couple of episodes of Ange- uh, Agents of Shield as well, and The Walking Dead. Okay, um, and he's been in a couple of different iterations of CSI. This 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 is going to be the sort of well, he's, there is no equivalent to to Cobra, but he's the uh, he's the one that is sort of disgusted by. Apes, because apes have effectively killed humans with their plague. And I think the thing, the thing I would like to just point out here before I shut up for a minute is when he encounters the two apes, they're both scared of each other, really. Yeah, that, that's the same with a lot of sides on on any different argument that you demonise the other side, but it turns out they're just as they're, they're just as clueless or scared of you as you are of them.
3: Yeah, it's 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 kind of because basically, this is like the humans are in the same situation as them, they've not seen apes for years either so they're like, wondering around like sort of, is it safe, what's going on and then all of a sudden he bumps into like a couple of apes, he's like, oh shit they're they're probably a threat I don't know what to do, and he he basically shoots one of them or or, or wounds one of them anyway yeah, uh, yeah, but he wounds um, Bright Ass doesn't he? no, it's it's the other other one he wounds Ash, does he? yeah Oh bright. yeah, because
0: the damage on Bright Eyes is caused caused by the bear. Sorry, yeah. yes, he stays scarred after that. Um, and then the rest of the humans turn up. Uh, I struggle to remember their names without looking most of the time, but um, it's I do remember the lead guy, Jason Clark. Um, now, Jason Clark's one of those actors. He plays a character called Malcolm here. Jason Clark's always a character. I've, I've uh, an actor I found very very bland. Not not dislikable per se, but bland. But he actually suits this pretty well. Uh, and His wife is Kerry Russell, uh, playing yeah. a character called Ellie, and then they've got a son called Alexander, who's Cody Smith McPhee, who was in Let Me In. So he worked with. Um, he played the. He played the sort of young boy in Let Me In, and that, that's what I knew him best for. But he's also a nightcrawler, in the last couple of X Men films, under several layers of makeup.
2: So he's probably best known from the X-Men movies and, and Let Me In as well. So, but yeah. I, I find him—I I kind of, but here he's a bit—I don't know. Um, he,
0: he always looks to me like he should be advertising Dr Pepper. You <laughs> he's know very those trendy, Dr, Dr. Pepper. Cool. Well, yeah, but you know those Dr Pepper adverts where you get like a slightly awkward guy, and it's what's supposed to happen. He's very much and like a teenager, dropped,
2: isn't he? He's very much like that. that kind of character. Like, I kind of feel like he doesn't really get a chance. I mean, he—he he, you know gives a very good performance, but I kind of feel he doesn't stand out very much, unfortunately. Um, but I, I enjoy him in, in his, you know, there's, there's other films that he was in. He's got, <laughs> he's
0: got, he's, 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 he develops a nice rapport with Maurice.
2: He does, yeah. I mean, he doesn't give a bad performance and yeah. he, he does engage on screen, but I kind of feel like he doesn't really get a chance to shine, but, unfortunately. They end,
0: up, they end up being forced to run by Caesar. Caesar's like, get out of here. um, mm. And that's it, really. Yeah, they, that...
3: they, yeah he did, um, the first time that I actually heard him talk as well,
0: uh, it's a no. It's a go, isn't it? Not Yeah. That, sorry. But it rhymes with no, I suppose, so it's a similar effect. The way they shot it, from my perspective, is you had the humans on a path and all the apes around them are up above them on like a, the side of a hill mm. and densely surrounded by trees as well, so they're very, very intimidating to the
3: humans. Because they come in fast as well. They're like... Yeah. Um... Yeah, no, no, it's, it, it, it's, it's really well shot. And... Um... And obviously, uh, Malcolm, he kind of goes, yeah, let's just put our guns down and just, yeah. Let's Let's get out of here.
0: Yeah. He's the right sort of slightly passive character for this because he's always struck me as quite an intelligent man. And he's very good at sort of, he's certainly not an alpha in that way, which makes his actions at the end of the film stand out more. But it's also the type of personality that would survive in this environment. You know, it's pointless looking for confrontation where you don't Mm. need to.
3: And he isn't uh, a present that's like in challenging for the screen, you know. This is Caesar's story, is he? So, story, what? isn't it? So, um, yeah, if you wouldn't, you wouldn't have like a, a big movie star doing this. Uh, no. you, you want someone who is just more of a character actor, who just kind of blends in.
0: Yeah, you don't, crass, you don't cast Trump Cruise here, do you?
3: Yeah, but yeah.
0: <laughs> okay, um, then what? So they're Malcolm and. They all go back to San Francisco, which is kind of yeah. The now.
3: They, yeah. They go back uh, to Gary Oldman, and this is where we establish like home base is pretty much the same thing. It's like it's like oh we've not we've not heard from the humans. Oh, sorry, we've not heard from, from the apes. Didn't realize realize they're still there. Or oh, what they can talk now? Oh, Jesus Christ! You know, do you think they're and then like trying not to panic, but kind of weighing out the options, weighing out the possibilities. Like, well. Are, are they going to attack us, or
0: do we preemptively attack? Which is yeah. exactly the sort of Cobra argument. Um...
1: Yeah, it was weird. It was weird seeing Gary Oldman in a, in kind of I guess at this point he was still. I mean, he obviously he'd done The Dark Knight, but that yeah. kind of because of the kind of how The Dark Knight was presented in this, I was Chris Noda and it's all kind of highfalutin tone then it, Gary Oldman in, in a Planet of the Apes film just just felt really kind of intriguing that he'd be in something like this.
0: I think he's a little bit
1: wasted. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's um, very one-note.
0: I just think that there's not an awful lot of him. Um, it might be, it might be, and I, I don't know without looking, but it might have been he was a fan of the films growing up, knew Matt Reeves or, you know, and said, can I have a role or something? I, I don't know. Um, this role is almost not worthy of, of Gary Oldman, but he does his best with it. Um, and as one note as he is, he's not painfully one note. He's, he is trying to calm everyone down. They're all panicking, and mm. they, of course, they've been in contact with apes now. And he's like, we're immune, otherwise we wouldn't be here. Yeah. So, uh, you know, complete disarray. And the other thing is they can't contact any other survivors outside of this town, so they don't know who's available. They don't know they can't start to rebuild anything they're in a failing falling apart city with no with you know dwindling resources and failing technology Mm -hmm.
3: um and and that's what the thing that they're trying to get power aren't they so that's what they want
0: they want they want to power um like a communications mast or something yeah or is it just electricity i can't remember that
3: I, well, I think it'll cover all ends, wasn't it? Because they, they like hydroelectric or something. Yeah, so they could actually, like you know, a power source and get, get society moving again to, at least to a, a better standard. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um,
0: then the apes sort of head into town because Caesar's like, wants to cut this off before it starts,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and. What Caesar does is go in and, and to boil it down, he's isolationist. He points at the hills and said, ape home. He points to where they are and says, human home. Apes do not want war, but mm. we will fight.
3: Yeah.
0: And they give them the bags back and said, don't come back. And that's all they want. So you've got Cobra who wants to just preemptively intervene. And you've got Caesar who's like, stay here and we've got no problems.
3: Yeah. Also being fair mind, the they all show up in full force as well. Just to let you know. Like the same just a, di- a few. There's a
0: display of... Tra- I mean, they turn up in the war paint as well. Yeah. So they turn up as a display of strength. Yeah. And they, they power into the town quite quickly.
3: So, yeah. So it's kind of like Swift-like, yeah, we're here. Stay here. <laughs> um, And I don't know in what order we
0: get things now, but... Before they go anywhere, we find out Malcolm and Ellie's situation. Mm -hmm. And I just wanted to quickly reflect on that. That This is Mm. the sort of thing that comes out in a third or fourth draft, I'm getting. Because, like I say, you have these sort of post-apocalyptic things where a family's trying to reunite or a family's trying Mm. to stay safe. What we have is a blended family here. And I don't mean in the normal second and third marriages way. Uh, Malcolm's wife has died. Ellie's husband has died. Um, Ellie's child has died. And you're left with Malcolm's son. And Ellie has now become effectively its second wife. They've rebuilt what they can of a family unit after mm. great pain and suffering. And I like the fact that they did that. And what I found interesting, just skipping forward later in the film, is Alexander says to Ellie, you had a daughter. What was she called? And she says Sarah. And I'm thinking we don't know how long ago, but assuming the worst of the plague was very early in all of this. It's probably nine or ten years since their respective sort of family members died. There's a good chance Ellie and Malcolm, they're certain they're married, they've been together a fair while. Whether that's some kind of impromptu marriage or non-official one, we don't know. But they've her stepson didn't even know she'd lost a daughter. And that, to me, speaks volumes about the pain they've all been through. It's like asking a prisoner of war about their experiences. They're not mm. necessarily going to want to. And so you learn not to ask. Yeah. And I found that interesting that they went that far to think of that stuff.
3: Yeah, it's all really good stuff, stuff isn't it? Um. So, where do you go from there? So, but yeah, basically Malcolm decides, right, well, we establish... Yeah, you know, we haven't got the the human base hasn't got like long left because we need power. We're struggling. Um, now the power source is in the apes' camp, so we're kind of fucked now. So Malcolm decides, right, well, I might as well walk in on my own and try and at 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 least try and persuade him because. And, and the, or negotiate the something. Toll,
0: the death toll will be light. If I make it clear that he doesn't say this, but the, the implication is if he goes by himself, I'm risking myself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but his family want to go with him.
3: Uh, so but yeah. He, but he wife, and, to, yeah. Uh, wife and son as well. Yeah. But he, they stand by while he goes goes in alone, doesn't, doesn't he, ultimately? Yes. And um, yeah, he, he turns out to be absolutely surrounded. And... He's brought to Caesar, and yeah, B basically negotiated the deal. He said, "Look, please, we you know, we we just want let's work on, on on this small team. You know, that's all we want It's that. That's it." Yeah, yeah. I think
0: they were very lucky. Well, not lucky because it was written deliberately in mm. the script. But in, in if this was real, they were somewhat lucky. Uh, that Caesar's wife was sick, because the determinant seems to be Ellie, who's a nurse mm. helping her, and that builds a little bit of trust.
3: Yeah, uh, but yeah, Caesar sees an opportunity here to kind of like, right, well, we can probably build some sort of co-resistance. The other thing, of, other than be... like the inevitable, we're going to fight each other.
0: All right, you got to work. We're not suddenly friends, but we'll help you a bit. Um yeah. I got a bit of a sort of Malcolm X. Um, Sort of, uh, Martin Luther King feeling off the, the Cobra and Caesar, not literally because it's not one of them wants to integrate or something but Cobra comes very very close to calling Caesar the equivalent of an Uncle Tom he's the sort of Malcolm yeah. X in this scenario, it's like we, 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 they're not our friends do you know what I mean? And it, it is that idea that y- y- you're a traitor to apes because you're too friendly with humans, your affection for humans is misplaced
1: Mm-hmm. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, <clears throat> I guess because that's that's where we see Cobra's mistrust because because of what humans did, did to him, and him seeing Caesar treating the humans with almost a, tr- a kind of trust, then that's kind of kind of starts to see betrayal. Really, yeah. He see, oh, what, see, what sees he sees that, sees? that as
3: weakness. He sees that as weakness. It's like no. I can't.
1: Yeah.
3: And I just do kinda... wonder,
0: a, you know, what's it? You know, it, it's always some words of Yoda in there about sort of, you know, anger leading to hate and, you know, fear.
1: Exactly, yeah. Fear yeah.
0: leading fear. to, you know, it all starts from fear. Yeah,
1: and it's understandable considering what yeah. they did to him.
0: So that's why he's not a one dimensional villain because this is this is someone with what we would mm. think of as PT, severe PTSD.
3: Absolutely, yeah. There's... Yeah. This is one of the things where I think the limited um, dialogue with the apes uh, certainly is actually a lot more effective because he just literally just points to parts of his body, says like "human work," yeah. "human work," you know. It's like that. It, it, you know, it actually is more effective yeah. than our arousing speech of you know uh, that that you would normally get in typical you know uh, human or normal dialogue, dialogue characters. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's yeah, like but... it makes the point a lot more, a lot more efficiently.
0: And again, you don't have to have seen the first film. I yeah. mean, it helps, but you don't have to. You just look at him and, you know, that milky eye and yeah. malevolent sort of malevolence about him born out of this fear is scarred over quality. And the fact that the very mention of humans brings out the very worst in him. You just immediately say that he's been through it. He really mm-hmm.
3: has. Yeah.
0: Um, and so what do we, I suppose we then go, oh, yeah. Uh, ellie helps uh caesar's wife who's obviously got i think i'm presuming some sort of post-birth infection yeah because she i think she said she's got antibiotics and stuff um she's a nurse not a doctor again and it's a small little wrinkle but it is they're making do with what they have she you know she wasn't head of like gynecology in a previous life or anything she's a nurse no she is a she's a trained medic but we're going with what we've got and we're not suggesting she's a doctor.
3: But then then, like for for even for the humans now, she would probably be, be up there. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So it, she'd be like, what, Oh well oh, I kinda I kinda know what you know, infection I know I spot infection. Okay, yeah, fine.
0: If you can't get a a consultant, you get a junior doctor. If you can't get a junior doctor, you get a nurse. If you can't get a nurse, you get like a healthcare assistant Mm. and so on. You know, and and it's not to knock nursing at all, by the way. One of our numbers on this show is a nurse. But it's the fact that we're just making the point that they could easily have had a doctor in the camp. And they went with a nurse, not to knock nursing, but to point out that you use what you've got and and in you know in the land of the blind you know she's um mm. she's she's actually uh the best trained they can they can get yeah um but um, yeah at the same time as i think the point it's worth making is at the same time they're sent off to do the work gary oldman's character is preparing for possible attacks and a possible attack if he needs to either yes. Launching one or defending what? So he's got like, effectively, sort of training camps going on down by the water where they're all sort of doing target practice and mm. everything else.
3: Uh, While well, Cobra decides, right, well, I'm gonna have a little look see at the human base then. And then yeah, and
0: it's the worst thing they could have done because they goes down there and they're like practicing their shooting.
3: Yeah. It's like, well,
0: that, that's isn't that exactly what I've just been saying about humans?
3: Yeah. Um, and this why, like, he kind of he, he he gets seen, and he kind of like plays like the fool at first, just to kind of get his way out of it. Yeah. Um. And then, yeah. So yeah. So now we have like uh, Malcolm. He they're working on the on 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 the, trying to get literacy up, up and going. Um. And the the young the new Caesar's new child. Uh, he reveals that um, the fellow who, sh- who previously shot um, one of the other apes has actually brought a gun, which he wasn't supposed to do. That was, like, one of the rules, like, no guns. Yeah. No. no. Um, but, I mean, at, at this point, I'm wondering why they even brought him anyway. Because <laughs> cause you, you think going in, you think... You you, you shot one of them. You best stay home. You play best staying here, or get you yeah, someone you're, else. You're not the, you're not what they want to look up and see. And I mean, I could kind of understand it if he if he seemed to be like you know after he was a key member, like he was like oh we need him for his technical skills because no one else. It's like, but no, he just seems to be like on the lookout all the time. I, I don't I don't get why this character's here. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah.
0: All right, yeah, it is what it is, though, but it's yeah. just that seething mistrust that's going on all the time. Mm. Um, and I like that. It's just, It just feels like it feels real. Obviously, none of this is real, but it feels... Not just because it's a story, but... Uh, it's believable. ...don't even exist. But it's totally how you could see it going. Yeah. And no-one's a cartoon character. I mean, Gary Oldman is somewhat close, but not really he's not a cartoon villain he's not like i think of like colonel Quaritch and like avatar or something he's not that
3: i think the only thing with the gary oldman character is that they've never really got a proper handle on what he is he you doesn't know, have he, a lot of
0: screen time
2: yeah he doesn't. speaking of gary oldman as, sorry to interrupt i just think it's a bit you know he's a brilliant actor he can pull off a, a diverse range of roles what is he doing in this film he seems well, to be in a different That's why I'm wondering,
0: else. was he just a fan of the series and just said, put me in anywhere?
2: guess so uh, a job. I mean, you know, he's, he's kind of a bit underserved here, but it's like it could be done by somebody else. Well, he, I, he,
1: he's really, t- he's the Cobra of the humans.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's pretty much because he, he, he wears, like, the back shirt all the time as well. Um, which is another reference to it. But I kind of feel like, I mean, everyone, you know, I just feel he's a bit, I agree with you guys, he's a bit miscast. That's that's my
3: two cents. Well, he he plays I don't, I don't more think...
2: sympathetic
3: though, doesn't he? Because he's he's not like he doesn't strike me as someone who is like raving mad. White like, wants wants to destroy every ape kind of thing. Um, he it it seems to be a bit of a confused because you know obviously they think established that he's like he, he he was a soldier, but um but ultimately he wants what's but best. But again, if if this was
0: like a James Cameron film. Yeah. And James Cameron has some significant strengths as a filmmaker. I'm not using it as a stick to beat him with, but he can be a bit simplistic in his casting sometimes. And I think if this was a James Cameron film, judging by something like Avatar, he'd have put a Stephen Lang in there. Yeah, and I just think that's the wrong energy for for this. There's something a little, always something. A, for all his screen presence, there's something a bit unassuming about Gary Oldman. See something like t- Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. He he can play very unassuming, but you, there's something going on behind the eyes as mm. well so he can
2: oh yeah I wasn't saying that he doesn't do that here definitely but I just kind of feel like
0: I, it, I, I think what I'm trying to say Becca is I it, I don't think he's miscast I think his casting baffles me a little bit because there's not enough there for an actor of his stature
2: no, no I think that's kind of what well. I'm getting a little bit at as well I mean it's you know, he's, you know he gives a sort of good performance but I kind of feel like then there's not enough kind of like it's not a meaty enough role yet that we've seen um but, I mean, you know, he, he still kind of does a good job. But I'm like, are you in a different film? But anyway, that's just my... Well, he, he's there to start the war. Oh, well, exactly. I kind of feel like they... It, he's feel, To me, he just feels a bit underused. Like, he doesn't... I mean, it obviously gives a very subtle performance, as, as we know he's very capable of giving. Um,
0: I think it's because it's Gary Oldman, though. Even I think, in yeah. um, boyd he's church, you under a mound of latex. You know, I, he still gives a very
2: understated performance. But, yeah, I kind of feel he has, has more to do.
0: But what I'd say, Becca, is I'm not convinced the character is the problem or that Gary Oldman is the problem. I think it's Gary Oldman playing that character that's the problem. And what I mean by that is if it was an unknown actor, you wouldn't go, that's a nothing role. Because Gary Oldman's playing it, you're going, oh, is that all they're going to do with Gary Oldman? That's what I
2: mean. Yeah, that's, yeah. What, I could, I, that's what I sort of mean when he's miscast, but he, he's not miscast in the traditional sense, if you know what I mean. It's like, yeah. It, yeah, it, yeah. because it's him, they could have given him more to do. But yeah, I appreciate you know He does... You know, he does give a good performance but he kind of for me he just seems to be in a different film I do get what his role is and, and what he does and he does give it very, he, he does underplay it um, and you know he can do very deadpan roles as, as you rightly mentioned in Tinker Taylor um, and he also gives very over the top roles like he did in that sci-fi film he was in with Bruce Willis Well, um,
0: that's that, one. <laughs> it beloved Lots um, of things. Yeah so that yeah. kind of,
2: you know, he, he's obviously he has massive ranges as, as Sid
1: and
2: Nancy. Oh yeah, definitely um and even in Dark Star, you know, when he he disappears underneath a mound of latex to, to play Churchill, and that's, you know, kind of very, obviously a little bit of his original accent does kind of slip out, but that's kind of very nuanced and very understated, definitely. But I just kind of feel like, yeah, they, they could have maybe caught somebody else, but anyway, yeah, that's my, sorry to I
3: think break you're
2: that. I <laughs> think
0: he's perfectly good, but it, it's almost distracting. It's almost like, I keep waiting to see more of him and that wouldn't have, if you'd have cast someone with the exact same skill set and almost the exact same look but i didn't know who it was i wouldn't have a problem but yeah it is what it is we're getting to the point where um caesar goes at cobra aren't we they're, they're working on the generator cobra goes back and says that there's these weapons and attacks i think he attacks malcolm's son doesn't he
3: um, and
0: he, it's where he starts basically calling Caesar and Uncle Tom. He starts saying, you, you, you love the humans more than apes.
3: Yeah, so, so he's like, he's come back trying to warn about the guns, but then comes back and sees that the humans are here. And he's, yeah, they basically have a bit of a fight. Um. And it, it's where, like, Cobra gets a bit more dismissive because Caesar wins the fight and and in they in the, in the, there's been a thing where like he puts his hand out and they kind of like supplication. Almost... yeah well almost... this
0: comes back later when, when he's told he's got to go after cobra and he's saying they will turn back to you mm-hmm. he said but not if i'm weak he, he's still aware that there's like the, the sort of law of the jungle mm-hmm. you, you can't go in and like convince them with words he still has to basically show he's mixing my metaphors here top dog yeah, and, and he still has to be able to do that physically. But he does kick the shit out of Cobra here, and Cobra just kind of, ev- eventually just offers his hand.
3: Yeah, um, but he, but as this time round, he he kind of like dismisses it a little bit. He kind of like is he eager to get to walk away, or is a bit like flippant. Um, and it's from then he starts like sort of taking his. Um, Sun aside, Caesar son aside, and sort of saying, "Oh, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm concerned for for Caesar. I'm afraid that, um, you know, the, the humans are going to trick him, and he doesn't. He's not going to see it coming. Yeah. It's almost like setting the scene. He's like, he's like, he's, he, he's setting what's going to come.
0: Yeah, and there's a little bit of mirroring in this because obviously they go back to celebrate after sort of getting this mm-hmm. thing working, which I quite like. That's just a nice scene." um but you've got malcolm looking at an ipad and reminiscing and we get that with caesar a bit later on reminiscing and seeing sort of old old sort of pictures and stuff like that um but i think we're we're heading towards the final act now we're not there yet but we're about to get the events that cause this because we've now got a pissed mm-hmm. off cobra um and we've got sort of him ready to attack, and we've got Dreyfus ready to attack, mm-hmm. and of course it's all going to get out of control in a minute.
3: Yeah. So yeah. So so Kobus comes back to um, to two guys who the practicing, practicing Yeah, they're not, they're not moved since then. <laughs> Still yeah, the same. They do, they've been sat there for forty eight hours so far. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and um, yeah, he, he he comes back and and does this whole like you know oh I'm a, I'm a funny uh, ape routine and then. Yeah, kills him. And takes one of the guns and one of the caps. Um And yeah, so it's 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 not long basically we we they come back and they're celebrating the with the power the power comes back on. Um Gary Orman uh has as a s a scene where he looks at an iPad and it looks at all photos of his of his family. Gets a bit and gets misty eyed. Uh, which is actually um, the real family. Actually, that's that. You look at the picture of his two actual sons. Oh yeah, uh, Dreyfus Sorry, I think I said Malcolm. Yes, you're
0: absolutely right. Yes, it was Dreyfus Yes, and
3: that's uh, his real family, is it? Yeah, yeah. that. Yeah, he's, he, you know, I think um, he, said, he he brought them into so like, well, I'll, u- I'll use these to, like to act with. And he goes like, well, we might as well just use them in the film. So do. Yeah. they did. Yeah. Anyhow. So yeah, and and while like kind of there's the celebration going on. Uh, Cobra kind of sneakily shoots Caesar. Yeah. Um, and, but it,
0: it immediately plays on it. They don't waste any time here. He's immediately mm. showing the gun to all the other rapes and saying this yeah. is what a human does. Yeah. He's straight on with it. It doesn't Cobra kill um, uh, Carver or whatever he's called as well. He's in the car, isn't he? That's oh,
3: yeah. Cobra. I forgot about that.
0: That's quite brutal. That's like something out of a horror film.
3: Because
0: mm. we see him. It's a bit like... I don't know. It's a bit like when you see lightning in one of these films and you see a shadow at the window. It's that kind of thing. Yeah.
1: It's almost like a slasher kind of...
0: It's Yeah, very slasher. Where do we go no, from here? It's got a very
2: horror movie's vibe off that particular scene. Yeah. It's kind of very tense and I just thought, oh, it was, yeah, i was kind of got that vibe.
0: And then I think we're straight into Cobra sort of charging into the humans area yeah and taking them in, putting them in cages
3: yes this is a full like, on battle so this this way it starts feel a page. bit like a bit of a climax really because he goes full on battle um uh very violent very brutal um uh blue eyes has a bit of a kind of moment ways he's, we we's we, on board he's he's all on board for the fight but then when he sees the reality of it, he's a bit. But he's uh... been
0: manipulated all the way through because Copas yeah. talked to him a little bit like um it's a bit of a worm tongue type yeah. sort of effect. Where he's talking to him and sort of, I'm just worried about Caesar. You know, he's mm. being blinded by his love, I care about him. And of course his son is like, Yeah, we need to help
3: him, you know, that's the kind mm. of tone of it. Um, um Yeah, but he sees the reality of like of the brutal of the fight, he's like, Oh, this is this is horrible. Um and...
0: and we're getting to the point where the film starts losing me because at this point, Malcolm and his family find uh, Caesar and sort of start driving and it, mm. they drive him to his old family home where he lived with James Franco, whatever that character yeah. called, Will. And um, he knows he's got, I don't think they deliberately drive him to that house. They're driving there and he realises where mm. he is and they go in and, and Will's obviously been dead for years because this, this house is now pretty derelict. And, um, I mean, it's possible they could have left. I'm
2: surprised but... that when they don't sit on the sofa, like cockroaches come out or it starts moving. It is pretty to be fair, isn't it?
0: Um, but Caesar is aware that, like, if I'm going to go in and fight, I've got to look, I've got to be strong. Mm. So basically, Malcolm and, and Ellie, not, o- not only has he learned what apes can be, and we're not any different, but it's reaffirmed that humans are not all bad. Just like any other species, yeah. it's good and bad. And uh, obviously, Ellie pretty much saves his life, and um, his son comes to him as well. Then, yeah.
3: So, so we get this point like Cobra kills uh, Rocket uh, for for not going like as. To, to is this so... the
0: one he throw, he throws off the sort of? Um... I think so. They're there, and uh, Rocket, I think it's Rocket who says to him, they've stormed the building, and, yeah. and Rocket's saying, like, Caesar wouldn't want this. And there's a moment where Cobra looks like he's listening, and then he just grabs him and drags him up the stairs yeah. really quickly. The sort of speed of reflexes and the physical acting in this as well. And yeah. he just mm-hmm. basically just drops him to his death. Is
1: it Rocket's son? Let me look. Ah, the, the one who was shot earlier.
0: I'm just looking to see. I'm gonna. I'm gonna find a plot synopsis and have a look. Keep going anyway.
3: I'll confirm which one it yeah, was in a minute. You, you, yeah, you're probably right. I mean, I do. I think I do get mixed up. Get so I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure Rocket's either. in the Apes next and one. Stuff. Actually, I
0: don't need that. Rocket and Ash are related, so they're not going to look wildly different. Yeah. Uh, Main to
3: to the top of the tower. I it it's it, it would make sense it to be younger Ape as well.
0: It is Ash. It is Ash. Hells him to his death. Um, and that's just as they're they're finding Caesar Mm. Um, and again from here on in I don't know how much more I've got to say I found it very touching with Caesar looking at the old camera footage of of him as a young chimp with James Franco watching scenes from Rise of the Planet of the Apes Um, and from here on in it's just kind of one big battle really with I, I don't know what Dreyfus wants to do he wants to make contact with the military is it they want to get up yeah. this tower to make contact and Malcolm wants to stop Dreyfus and from here on in I'm a bit like whatever about it but the the one thing that does interest me is when Caesar and Cobra go at it because that's the main battle
3: yeah because um, um, Gary Oldman going to basically just blow everything up um, and I think I think that, I think that's the thing with the character, which I, I I just can't see him going that far at this stage. I think that's the mm. I, I think that's the bit of the character that lost me. But um, anyway, um, yeah, so he's he's gonna blow everything up. Um, Caesar's gonna confront uh Cobra, and yeah, they're basically gonna have a have have the fight. You know, a weakened Caesar uh trying to take on Cobra, and yeah. Has a I haven't fight. got
0: a lot to say about it except obviously they do reflect that they are um, primates, they're chimps. Mm. Uh, well, chimps a chimp and a bonobo more, more specifically but they don't fight like humans would fight, they have actually sort of thought about the planning of this and I think that's one of the biggest compliments I want to play the film, everything in the design the mm. decisions, the character work everything feels thought through planned, thought through and considered Um, that's really all I want to say about the plot, is anyone sort of uh, I know Charlie you were talking very sort of strongly about the final shots of the film
1: yeah um, I mean especially when it goes to Caesar's eyes at the end Um, it's it's, it's kind of inside the uh, only when Caesar kind of walks through and they're all bowing down to him
0: yeah i did like Um, that shot there's a shot from behind
1: him yeah and it's kind of like cobra's gone he's got everyone behind him but they know that war is coming so
0: it was an odd experience for me because like i say i speak very highly of the film but it's me in third acts, unless they're phenomenally good, I think. Yeah. I, I was, yeah. I, it lost me a little bit. Not majorly. It was all right. But I was, because you know, I'm sad at home, I find myself drifting and looking at someone else for a minute. No, oh, it's still going on, that sort of thing. And then the last few shots of the film, particularly where he talks to Malcolm and says, You'll never be forgiven for this by Apes, so you're going to have to go. And they realise that they've got more binding them than dividing them. But because of the wider politics of their two societies and the events that have just happened they have to separate and then you've got close-ups of his eyes he's got the apes united by him he's in the city yeah. but like human reinforcement is coming so having said all of that at the end of the film I'm like shit give me the next film now
3: well yeah
1: exactly
3: yeah. <laughs> you know yeah you also have uh, Malcolm like sort of disappearing in, 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 into the um, into the back you know with, like sort of just fading into darkness and uh, Caesar's just looking back and seeing and and seeing that he's gone is kind of like uh, well that 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 was our chance for for like co coexisting. It's fundamentally just tragic
2: um, mm.
0: because both sides are well intentioned, with a couple of exceptions where there are nuances and reasons, mm. like Dreyfus and Cobra. I mean, Dreyfus has seen his whole society decimated and lost his family. Cobra's been tortured. But if you take them out of the equation, the people making the decisions in this film would both rather have peace than anything else. But they're just being pushed away from mm. it at all times, and I find that very, yeah. very
3: the, sad. The, the sad thing about Dreyfus is the fact that he's like, well, he just didn't doesn't understand. You're not seen what Malcolm's seen, so he just and doesn't. Understand.
0: Yeah, and he keeps saying, "You haven't yeah. seen what I've seen." Yeah. So I just think it's it's really sad. It, it leads us into the third film absolutely perfectly. I think in each of the three films, and we'll talk about this next week, Caesar has a sort of distinct look. There's a degree of like Caesar aging and maturing and changing over time, picking up scars and all the rest of it. I mean, my, my, my final thoughts on it, I, I haven't got an awful lot to add. I, ju- I just want to say this is a terrific piece of work. I still have, to this day, doubts about how well Matt Reeve can balance tone within a film. Um, I I could see the Batman turning out extremely dark. Um, We'll see, I don't know. They tried to put a bit of comedy in next week, but it it jars because it feels like an overcorrection, the bad ape character. Other, I'm gonna be even more positive next week from memory, so we'll see. Um, There's a few little pacing issues, but again, we're moving further on with the ability to have these creatures emote and see some idea that they're thinking. I think that's great. I think they've thought about what human life is now like in this environment, down to minor things like blended families, down to them looking at an iPad and the iPad doesn't work properly, you know, and you do wonder if that iPod, our iPad finally gives up the ghost or the battery goes, is that it? You'll never see his family again sort of thing. So very positive about it. It felt a little bit long it's not perfect i think that it's a little bit less than the sum of its parts in that i wouldn't be surprised if i rank it a bit lower than the other two but that's not to say i I didn't think it was a very good piece of work
3: yeah i'm not sure if i prefer this or rise um so i feel like rise is probably a bit more um uh better structured a bit more you know a bit more like thought out in terms of. reserved i think it's probably the best it, 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 you know it, it knows its limits but then uh I, I, I do find dawn kind of hits packs the most punch um so i'm i'm not sure where which one i prefer but um yeah i i i definitely enjoyed this series a lot more um on a uh, rewatch and uh also just just a quick add that uh, i think the score is actually quite nice as well
0: i can only really remember a couple of bits of it when the apes are charging into mm-hmm. town, that's very distinctive.
1: Yeah, there's kind of the, 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 they've got like a, the main theme, which is that's kind a of motif
0: really that keeps repeating, and it's very kind percussive. of noble.
1: Yeah, and then and then yeah, they've, they've got a kind of percussive themes and kind of like secondary theme that is usually really well and in the returns and the uh, well I did, as well.
0: As someone who likes film scores and has some, quite a few film scores, but also understands that. I probably don't notice them always always as readily as say you might. I mean, well, in fact, definitely you might, because it's what you do. But I remember not thinking of the score with this one. Uh, I didn't come out thinking about it, but with War, I came out and the, and the score had sort of blown me away. Yeah. Um, and we'll see how I feel about that next week, because sometimes that's just the mood you're in.
1: Yeah, because it's really, I mean, the, the scene where you see... You first in this one where you first see all the apes together, and and Caesar's on the horseback, and the big theme kind of plays there. Um, but but yeah, but in in war, it's 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 kind of well, like everything, it's escalated.
0: I seem to remember war. war. I, I felt there was. I don't know, there was something timeless and reverential about that score, and it felt like it was referencing a load of stuff without me even knowing if it was. I felt like maybe he just found his themes, I don't know.
1: Yeah, no, they're definitely consistent.
2: Yeah, all of the above, really. Um, I mean, this, it's, it's a difficult middle film, I guess. Um I, I, yeah i'd agree with your kind of points on tone but i think it's it's all pretty much um I'm, i haven't really been keeping tabs with the new the new batman film unfortunately apart from when when he caught covid sadly um, but yeah i haven't i've really kind of not been following it um for, for various reasons um i'm sort of keen to see kind of where it goes but i think it yeah totally just you know it's quite dark um but i'm keen to see where you know he takes the next chapter in the, in the batman series um but i think yeah this with this film even though it does kind of kind of slot in the middle it's not entirely you know it's not entirely filler it does kind of set up um and then next time next week you know we do kind of get the get the payoff there um it's you know it paces really well but it's for, for a relatively long film two and a bit hours it kind of paces really well maybe drags a little bit towards the end all scenes are there that they need to be it's quite perfunctory um it does kind of whip along at, at quite a good pace as well um really strong performances throughout uh, really strong strong writing um I think sort of really stand out characters as well, as I kind of mentioned at the top of the show. The the um, the standout one was probably Toby Bita- Cabot as as Cobra, sorry, the tongue Therefore, will be and the sort of central relationship between Caesar is really fascinating, and obviously it calls on a lot of you know historic historic um, and is also sadly prescient as well, like prescient as well for today as well. as one of those things that's kind of uh, even it's kind of set ironically in these sort of times. Um, it will continue to be relevant you know for, for many years to come um and for me and especially in terms of like this new trilogy as well it's kind of very much one of the st- um, the stronger films in the series um i think if if we do a ranking episode um it's likely to rank quite highly um so yeah looking forward to that one um but yeah it's you know sets up everything for next week um and yeah so mostly killer no filler bit cliched but you know <laughs> there it is
1: yeah, no, no, I, I think it's really great. Um, yeah, I, I didn't really have any of the kind of problems you guys mentioned. Really, um, even Gary Oldman, yeah, he was he was there to do a job and he did it. And yeah, maybe because it's Gary Oldman, we kind of expect him all, Um he plays a madman well. And uh, no, it, it, emotionally, it connected really well, and that's kind of the really important thing. And with with the central conflicts with Caesar and Cobra, um, and that final kind of fight between them was just amazing. And yeah, it's, it's, it leads into the third film really well as well. Um, but yeah, I just, just think it's great.
0: If I do have one problem, though, I think it's that. My knowledge is kind of getting very out of date. It's not very hip. It's not very today, Chris. It's not very twenty twenty one. My in you know if it was fashion, my knowledge would be wearing flares and platform shoes. What about yours?
3: <laughs> oh oh oh, my, mine be straight from the eighties myself. But uh... well,
0: yours would be double denim.
3: Yeah. Oh yeah, um, I'm totally double denim. Yeah. Yeah. Texas tux. That worries
0: me because uh, I want us to stay, to keep the youth audience, and by youth, I mean under 50, that we've carefully cultivated. And I think to do that, we've got to like be at the cutting edge.
3: Um, do you think maybe some facts might help us out here?
0: Yeah, but again, people these days got less of an attention span, so they've got to be snappy and fun.
3: Ah, so maybe if, if they were fun, like, fun facts?
0: Yeah, would... that, right. like that. Yeah, exactly like that. I don't want Encyclopedia Britannica, that but, sort of thing. But
3: who uh, has such a thing?
0: Who has such a thing? Um, well, we're looking for somebody who has a terrific voice and command of uh, IMDb trivia.
3: <laughs> and access to the internet.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, and that, that's that's only a few million people, Chris. <laughs> 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 and we d- only know a few of them, and only one of them's on this show. So, I think I've narrowed it down to Becca.
2: Okie dokie <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to be quick as I can because I'm fading away. If uh, i number one, obviously, the first new trilogy filmed and released in 3D, and won quite a few awards um, for best 3D feature. Um, it was shot in uh, 3D with Alexa camera. Um, if you're listening and have an Alexa device, I'm sorry if I've just set her off. Uh, fun fact number two, obviously, <laughs> as we mentioned, it was the first <laughs> Planet of the Apes film, not the feature Charlton Heston or Woody McDowell, or showing no stock footage of the classic series. Although, as we mentioned in the show, there are plenty of callbacks and references to the original series. Uh, fun fact number three, Andy Serkis plays Caesar, Terry Notary plays Rocket, and I can't pronounce the name, Karen Conovar, who plays Maurice, um, Maurice, even, are the only characters to reprise their roles from the previous film. Fun fact number four, other directors considered uh, for this film, include Jeff Nichols, J. A. Bayona, and Guillermo del Toro. Imagine that. And uh, fun fact number five: ape. I'm
0: glad it weren't Bayona.
2: I know. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Imagine what that would have been like. Um, yeah. Fun fact number five: ape is signed or spoken thirty-three times compared to eleven times in the previous film. And I don't know about next week because I haven't counted. So I was going to keep running track, but I thought that'd be really bad. So no.
0: Cool. Um, yeah, I feel a bit more. I feel a bit more current now, Chris. Don't know about you. <laughs> yeah, we're
2: means... still many years behind. Mm. I
0: 2014, think I, you
2: know?
0: I can still. Atta- I can go onto social media with confidence now, which means I can, I'm quite confident in saying to my listeners, you can find me at the Pasty Kid 1976
3: on Twitter. Uh you can find uh, all the odd uh, episodes at u k If you want to find out all our, all the shows we've done together, you can find me at Films on Wax on Twitter.
2: You can find us on Twitter at Expect As a Talk.
0: Okay, so we're coming to, I was going to say the climax, but we are going to rank these at the end. We so were talking about it earlier on. But for the meantime, we're coming to the final film uh, to date in the Planet of the Apes series, which means Becca.
2: Do you expect this a Talk will return with War for the Planet of the Apes?